0: all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hello, and thank you so much for joining us again. This is WJ Live, powered by the Western Journal. Uh, We've got a lot of things to talk about, so real quick, let's get some introductions in. Uh, My name is Brian Chai. I am the, oh boy, Manager of Publishing Operations. (laughs) Listen, they change my title every other week. (laughs) Uh, To my left, uh, we have Michael D. Austin, the... uh, reporter now. What does the D stand for Brian? I can't dude. people might steal your identity if they're watching. <laughs> Pretends like yeah. he knows me. I Okay that is correct though it is D. It is D you yeah. got that part right. Yeah and I know what it stands for I just don't want your identity to be stolen. <laughs> <I think. laughs> to my right writer, reporter uh, all around cool guy Eric Nanaman. Thank, uh, thank you so much for joining us today guys. Yes. Um So I just want to go and get the start off with a healthy bit of outrage because mm. that's always my favorite oh, thing to pedal. Love Wow. Um, so uh, if you have not been keeping up with it, and frankly, I'm not a huge track and field fan, so I have not, but <laughs> the qualifiers have been going on in Eugene, Oregon uh, over the weekend, and it caused a bit of a scene when uh, hammer thrower Gwendolyn Barry, which Yes. Let me just side note, that is a pretty cool athlete name. Gwendolyn Barry? That's, that's cool. Gwendolyn Barry. Uh, but what she did was not so cool. Uh, <laughs> as she was getting her third place medal, she did qualify by virtue of being in third place. She did qualify for Team USA. Uh, but while she was doing that, uh, the national anthem was playing and instead of standing at attention, hand over her heart, like any honorable American should be doing during the national anthem, uh, she decided to do something a little different, um, and she got a lot of attention for it. I, uh, I'm going to go and bring up a picture real quick. She tweeted this out saying, stop playing with me because people were justifiably upset. But as you can see here, uh, just sort of a, uh, I mean, just that picture alone, I mean, just screams like a petulant brat. You know, you got two people at attention, uh, standing upright. One person's got their hands on their hips, kind of slouching. Uh, So even just that is sort of, you know, really kind of off-putting. But uh, what I really want to talk to you guys about today is this sort of, I guess, what what, what Barry had to say, you know, is what stuck with me in this particular... We've seen yeah. before. We've seen athletes disrespect the anthem. This one felt a little different to me. Um, and I think it was because I, I kind of dug into her comments. So one of the things Barry said was, um, you know, well, one, she said it felt like it was a setup. She she did not expect the anthem to be playing then and got all upset about that. Um, but, you know, she came out and, you know, she put a T-shirt up over her head that said activist athlete. Yeah. Um, she basically, you know, just... Flippant, could not care less that the Star Spangled Banner was playing. Um, one of the things she said that stuck out to me, and Eric, I'm going to kick this over to you real quick. Uh, Barry claims that the anthem doesn't speak for her. Mm. What does that mean? Because that is a prevalent thought in a lot of sort of, um, you know, pe- not, I don't want to call them straight up anti-Americans, but the anti-American resentment. That, that's, close, close enough. You yeah, could probably that, say anti-Americans. <laughs> that, that sense of resentment. Um, you know what? What does that mean? Like, where is this coming from? Share some insight on that. Yeah, sir. it's funny.
2: I mean, this kind of uh, ties into you know flag burning. You know, mm. where it's, just, it's mm. all about my desire to make a statement. Uh, of course, flag burning is protected by the Supreme Court in the 1990s, where it's considered a, por- a form of activism, right? Um, I'm, as I read this story, it I brought me back to when my son and I went to Washington D.C. and we went to the Smithsonian. We saw the huge flag that, mm. that Francis Scott Key penned the anthem from. The thing is, you know, a couple of stories tall, and it's just so moving to see it. It was restored, you know, 200 years later in, mm-hmm. this, in this special uh, display in the Smithsonian. The fact that countless hundreds of thousands of, of Americans gave their lives through all the, the various wars and so forth, and to think that, that the anthem doesn't speak to me, I, I really boggle it, what that statement even means. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'll say about this activist athlete is that she is trying out for the Olympics? She's yeah. and what that means is that she is going to be representing her nation <laughs> yeah, right. on the national st- on, the, on the world stage. Yep. So if she wants to just go out and, and, and just compete for her own sake, fine. But when she's signing up to everything that requires for you to be an Olympian athlete for the Americans' teams, mm-hmm. that means that you are standing up for America which means. So that this is kind of bizarre behavior. Yeah, Yeah.
3: that's that's really what makes this case different than all the other stuff. And, you know, this during these Olympics, we're going to start to see some more of this anti-American stuff on the world stage. And it's and, you know, we could quite possibly see a lot of our athletes doing stuff like this. And it's going to be embarrassing. (laughs) It's going to be humiliating. And, you know, to talk about what you're asking, you know, what does it mean that? The anthem doesn't speak for her. Mm-hmm. And that's just going in line with this whole narrative that the left's been pushing about systemic racism, about how the country has always been evil, it's always been oppressing black people, and that's never it's never been better. There was never a <laughs> the civil rights movement didn't really yeah. do anything. All it did was push white supremacy into the shadows, but it's still oppressing black people. And you know, the left the left's gonna continue to push this stuff and more and more people are going to believe it, and it's just going to lead to everyone hating this country. So until, That's yeah, we lose thought. all the freedoms that we've appreciated so much.
1: So. That is a sad thought. Um, all right. So another quote here I want to focus on. Uh, this is again from Barry. She did speak to The Washington Post. Obviously, the story blew up. Um, you yeah, know, it was a very big deal over the weekend. Um, Barry said, sports is entertainment, but my purpose and my voice and mission is bigger than the sport. Um, that is a line of thinking we've been seeing more and more from the left, like so specifically celebrities on the left. Yeah. It is both just an astounding like kind of lack of self-awareness and hubris at the same time. Um, but my question is, you know, it, as absurd as those types of self Im- statements of self-importance are, yeah. they seem to be working kids look up to these people, you know, kids look up to (laughs) these athletes as genuine role models. You know, Charles Barkley famously said, you know, you shouldn't look up to pro athletes as role models. (laughs) I a thousand percent agree. And I think that should extend to movie stars, you know, your role models should be your parents, parents, uh, you know, there are other good ones out there, but yeah. Athletes and actors are not among them. Um, So how do we push back on this, Mike? Because this as annoying as the self-importance is, It's working so they're only gonna that that sense of self-importance will only grow
3: yeah how do we push back so you know where this comes from is that our culture is so obsessed with you know expressive individualism with pride like Mm -hmm. just be your truest self and where we push back is we say no your truest self is never gonna be good enough you need to aspire to be something better you know Mm -hmm. you should always work to better yourself and you should never be happy with who you are and I think this just comes down to a messaging thing and it comes down to a cultural thing. Like, you know, when Christianity was at the core of this nation's, you know, moral founding and, you know, when that was where everyone got their um, morals from, Mm -hmm. we didn't have as much of this. We had more people caring for one another. We had more people trying to be part of a bigger community. You know, churches had a bigger role. And so, you you know, politics is downstream of culture and culture is downstream of religion. This, I think this all comes back to you know trying to get Christianity, trying to get churches back at the core of all these communities, and trying to get people to care about others rather than themselves. So yeah.
1: that's a good
2: point. Yeah, and I was going to say that you know the only reason why we even know the name Gwen Berry is because of what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We would have known who she was. She was the third place bronze winner on this, yeah. Sport, yeah. On this kind was. of obscure sport that I've never actually seen play professionally. Um, but now we all know her name, uh, yeah. and, and just like you, just like you said, Michael. Um, when we get fulfillment from what we achieve with our own uh, bodies, with our own intellect, with our own mind, versus the fulfillment we receive from being a child of God, yeah. when we have that disconnect. Yeah. Mm. Um, we really lose some of our humanity. Mm. And so all she is now is she is somebody who just seems like a sore loser, that she, yeah. her quote was, she felt set up, uh, the fact that you could be on a stage and they played the national anthem and somehow that's offensive? Yeah, mm.
1: that's a setup yeah. of some sort. I, I, yeah,
2: I mean, again, like I'll, so before I'm just kind of flabbergasted. But yeah. she got what she wanted. She got her 15 yeah. minutes of fame, and here we are talking about it.
3: But yes, yeah, stop teaching kids that they're perfect just the way they are. Mm-hmm. That is, that's not true. That's not true for any one person on earth. Why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> because you're, of my new, your kid? new father. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're just, kidding me, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah.
1: Speaking of fathers, Joe Biden is one. But he is King a father. Is yeah, probably not going to win Father of the Year anytime soon. Yeah, um, and you may think we're going to be talking about Hunter Biden, but that is what you call a red herring, my <laughs> audience. Uh, so,
3: Mike, Wait. Joe Biden, what's up? Uh so yeah, I we don't. I don't have a story about Joe Biden. Yeah, you're. Right. But I do have <laughs> <You> a story <laughs> about oh, Facebook Monday. censorship. Yeah. Yep. Just blame the Mondays for that transition. um, (laughs) very smooth. So Section 230. So we've talked about Section 230 a lot on this show. It's basically the protections that allow um, platforms like Facebook and Twitter. They can't be held liable for something that one of their users posts. If their user posts something that's slanderous or hate speech, um, Facebook can't be sued for that. The user can. And so that sounds all well and good. But as it turns out, you know, a lot of conservatives have, have been arguing that Section 230 has provided these platforms with a lot more protections from things that they shouldn't have protections from. Okay. And, you know, one of those um, issues was sex trafficking and allowing sex trafficking to just run rampant on their platforms without doing enough to stop it, to curb it, to shut it down. And so the, te- the Texas Supreme Court um, just recently ruled against Facebook Um, ruling that you know they can be held liable for their platform being used by um, human traffickers to recruit victims so yeah (laughs) so and this what basically what the judge said was we do not understand section 230 to create a lawless no-man's land on the internet in which states are power powerless to impose liability on websites that knowingly or intentionally participate in the evil of online human trafficking Holding internet platforms accountable for the words or actions of their users is one thing. Holding internet platforms accountable for their own misdeeds is quite another thing. That This is particularly the case for human trafficking. And so, you know, this, this wasn't a thing as of, you know, several years ago. But in 2018, um, there was, you know, the, there was a judge that kind of issued um, some parameters on 230 that basically opened it up so that it could, be, you know, it could be liable if it allows sex trafficking on its platform. And this, is, this has been the case for Facebook, Twitter, where um, you know, victims of human trafficking have contacted them and said, hey, there are these posts of me on here mm-hmm. that I don't want on this platform that human traffickers have put on here. Can you please take them down? And repeatedly, you know, Facebook, Twitter, they have failed to take the post down. Sure, they'll take down a post from, they would take down a post from Donald Trump in like five minutes. But when it comes to actual, like, you know, child pornography and all this illegal sex content, no, it takes them weeks, months. They have to get law enforcement has to get involved for them to remove this content. And so what I wanted to ask you guys is basically, do you think we're seeing a a turning point for Section 230? Because not that long ago, you know, no one would have guessed that these companies would be held liable, given the state of 230 Mm -hmm. for content posted by someone else. But now... They are being held liable for this. Mm -hmm. Could they maybe be held liable for um, other for breaching other Section 230 rules in the future?
1: I mean, the most common thing you hear with Section 230 is going to I mean, people who are, you know, whether they're for or against the example is sort of like, you know, regulating hate speech on a given platform. Yeah, that's kind of what people always refer to when they're talking about 230. Mm Yeah. so I do wonder and you know, obviously I'm not a legal expert. I can't even remember the order we're supposed to go in on, on the yeah. show. Um, <laughs> but the Yeah. The way that the Texas Supreme Court worded their decision does make me think that this could definitely have broader implications.
3: Yeah, and the some of the language in there really tells that for me, mm-hmm. like knowingly or intentionally intentionally participating in, you know, something that's illegal. Yep. So yeah, that, that could apply to a lot of
1: different things. I mean, I guess the tricky part is, and again, this is where, you know, legal experts would have to step in to explain this to me is sort yeah. of, you know, what happens when we are talking about, you know, hate speech, which you right. know, which can be identified as a hate crime, which in case is illegal. You know, it's sort of like you can find enough loopholes where the, the worry then is, um, you know, places like Facebook or whatever, they're just going to stop hosting Comments, you know, because it's just you know, or stop ceasing to function. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm curious. I don't know if this is a turning point for 230 because I think that's actually going to be a very big deal. Mm -hmm. When if slash when the issue of 230 is brought up again, it will be a very big deal. This feels like almost a um, preliminary kind of yeah. Like okay, this is the first thing and then this will set the president for the
3: next time something within 230 is yeah because it's been it seemed like this invincible shield they've had and now we're just starting to see a few cracks like you can't do this you can't do that mm-hmm. what do you think Eric?
2: well i agree with you and it's it's interesting that um i've always been kind of for 230 in general yeah. because the only reason why we're able to have these websites mm. is because users are free to post whatever they want to post on it and the, per- the website is just a, a place for it to be posting. You know, Facebook isn't trying, doing human trafficking, but it's allowing it to happen. So, of course, the devil's in the details. How can you balance the need to have a free and open internet yeah. mm. where free communications can occur while still clamping down on crimes? And this, I think, the, the fact this is going to the Supreme Court in Texas probably will be appealed to the mm. U.S. Supreme Court. I think is correct and proper. Yeah, uh, we, if the law as is currently written is not, uh, is a is is not valid or or acceptable or wise. Then it should go to the Supreme Court for it to be overturned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually much more in favor than that than allowing the lobbyists to really mm, yeah. push uh, for any kind of reforms for 230. So that's all I have to say about that.
3: Okay. Yeah, and you know we should keep in mind that 230 is very important for protecting internet freedom in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. if we 230, it basically if we didn't have 230, we wouldn't have these platforms mm-hmm. like you know Facebook, Twitter. They would be sued nonstop. That being the case. 230 was designed to protect um, platforms, not publishers. And what we've seen a lot from Mm -hmm. Twitter, Facebook, a lot of these other companies is that they're fully willing to editorialize their content. They're Mm -hmm. willing to ban conservative content mostly Mm -hmm. and a lot of liberal content that doesn't fit in with the far left's kind of view of the world um, while just allowing left-wing content to run rampant. And so, you know what do you think it says about these guys that they're (laughs) it takes them you know a lot of these lawsuits it it took them weeks months it took them so much time to take down content that they were warned about that had you know child pornography in it that had all these you know human trafficking victims in it you know they were warned admins at Facebook at Twitter were warned multiple times and yet they still couldn't take down this content but when it comes to hate speech you know, if someone <laughs> if someone uh, issues a complaint about someone saying that men are men and women are women, those things usually get cracked down pretty fast. Absolutely. And it oh, just frick. it amazes me. About to get us banned. It looks <laughs> it looks like there is, you know, a hierarchy to these mm. things, you know, and they it almost seems as though they prioritize pushing left-wing propaganda over, you know, helping the victims of sex trafficking. And you know, I just wanted what do you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. I, look, I hate being that guy,
1: like this, the super cynic <laughs> guy, but yeah. there's a part of me that wonders, like, listen, the left loves porn. Like, they will oh, defend yeah. porn to the death. It is, without or with, without question, it is a statement yeah. of fact that porn helps fuel the sex trafficking industry. That is, yeah. period. I don't think there's any controversy there. Not here. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I, you know, the cynic in me does wonder if, like, maybe they don't want to you know, take down the sex trafficking because you know, just again, I, yeah. don't, want, I don't want to pers- you know, I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but there's right. you know, things do fit like there is and we've seen them like they, these are not good upstanding people <laughs> running Facebook. <laughs> yeah. These are people trying to make a buck. Yeah, Um. so I do wonder if you know, maybe someone you know, uh, all it takes is one far left voice to say Twitter is anti porn. They hate sex workers. And then that becomes this whole other issue for Twitter that they'd rather not deal with. So I I do wonder, you know, again, the cynic in me does think that there is a part of these guys that is just morally bankrupt. It does not matter to them what damage they may be causing in society because it fixing said damage would affect their bottom line. Again, that is an extremely cynical, pessimistic take, but... That's kind of where I am with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to me. I remember uh, the last time that Facebook uh, did a a, a check on me, was I was writing about gas (laughs) prices. And because (laughs) I I included something about this is weeks ago, about Biden basically taking no action to to address any (laughs) of this inflation, which we'll get to in a second. Yes. uh, I was Facebook checked on it. And that happened within an hour of it going up live. (laughs) And it's stuff like this that's now, the person has to repeatedly complain to Facebook, hey, this person is, is, is trying to do sex trafficking. No action whatsoever. Yeah, but if I'm saying something about Biden, oh man, an hour later
1: they got hey they are beholden to their
2: leftist
3: overlords. <laughs> yeah. So what what exactly about inflation does Facebook not want our audience to know about?
2: We'll speak in a Biden inflation. Yeah. Uh, last week I was um, I wrote a story on um, the uh, inflation in general, but specifically on the pr- uh, producers. Producers price and index. So if you look at inflation, there's really two numbers that uh, economists look at. We look at the CPI, yeah. consumer price index, and the PPI, the producer's price index. So when we think when we hear inflation, like inflation is at 5% currently, or it was in uh, May, that's the CPI, what the consumers yeah. are paying. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of that huge had to do with gasoline increases. The gasoline is a dollar more a gallon than it was last year. Yeah. Um, there's this good computer chip, chip uh, shortage which is driving up used car prices. Used car prices are 30% more than they were last year because there's such a a dearth of new cars coming to the market. Um, And you can just do energy, commodities, all this stuff is going up. But So, like I said, the CPI was 5% in May. Mm. But the interesting number that just came out last week was the PPI. And that is a measure of what producers pay to produce goods and services. And the PPI was 6.6% in May, the highest uh, in the history of this index. And uh, it's it's often that the PPI is often used as um, an indicator of what future inflation will look like. Mm. So if the PPI is higher than the CPI, one can expect an increase in the, the retail invest, in, uh, investment prices that people are paying. So I will have a chart that I'll put up right now, and you can just see how it's spiking up. It's it's actually kind of shocking. Like within uh, April and May, Yikes. it just blew, it just blew up. Yeah. Uh, interesting about this. One of the interesting thing about this number is that. Uh, it's really the, the value of goods services really didn't increase. So that indicates that mm. labor is not the primary cause for yeah. driving this um, This number uh, I'm gonna get to the Biden administration in a little bit, but I just have a quick question for you guys um, A lot of people are saying that this is a brief Oh, and, and uh, real quick before we get to that. Uh, well, show, let's do the CPI really quick as well So people can really get an understanding. So this is what uh uh, consumers are facing over the past last 12 months just this increase in prices. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just as you can You're see buying power. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we talk about uh, increasing the minimum wage. Well, the minimum wage is seven seventy five, but right yeah. now it's seven dollars and sixty one cents buying power of what it was a year ago. Mm. So that shows there's a real uh, pain in this inflation. Quick question I have: Is this just a blip? Or are we looking for a long-term increase in prices? Or is this just like a one-time oddity?
3: I mean, I, I don't know that we have... I have no reason to believe that this is gonna just stop all of a sudden. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it could, it might just be a blip, but it seems like, and I'm sure you're, you're gonna get into some of the Biden stuff, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it, I have no reason to believe, based on what Biden is saying, that this is gonna stop anytime soon. And, you know, they're just gonna continue to basically steal from the American consumer by just, you know, inflating the dollar. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Sony already told me not to expect abundant PlayStation 5s <laughs> until next year. Oh, yeah. Hold on, there's an actual correlation <laughs> here. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, One of the reasons they have a shortage is because of said, you know, the same chip that, you know, is the reason cars are more expensive, it's the same thing they use for the PS5, mm-hmm. so it does all affect them. But, yeah. you know, since Sony's already told me not until next year, I am not <laughs> expecting this to go away for at least a year. Absolutely. <laughs> Well,
2: and it's funny. when You look at the housing market as well. I mean, Oh, yeah. Houses, yeah. The median price for houses is 380000 the highest on record. Uh, and when we see the moratoriums, the foreclosure yes. moratoriums finally be lifted, <laughs> are we going to see a rush of houses coming into the market? Are we going to see a crash? And so it's really a dangerous time. Yeah. Uh, people really <laughs> probably should be saving and holding on to their money yep. and uh, not spending too much. But to go back to my earlier point on Biden, um, gentlemen, the, the silence from Biden is deafening. I have searched long and hard for any kind of quotes that (laughs) Biden has said. Anytime he actually the word inflation, he uttered that word. I I could be wrong, but I can't find it anywhere. Wow. The the Hill reported that the Biden administration officials are insisting that the recent inflationary spike will be temporary. Uh, Federal Reserve Chair uh, Jerome Powell says inflation is a long way off. Uh, Quote, we will not raise interest rates preemptively because we fear the possible onset of inflation. We will wait for evidence of actual inflation or other imbalances. I don't know what number uh, pow, numbers of Power are looking at. The two charts we just threw up there seem very uh, evidence of actual inflation. Yeah. So, gentlemen, my question to you is why is the administration have such a hands off approach on inflation? Brian, <laughs> let's get with you.
1: That's a tough one. I'm going to say they have a hands off approach with it right now because they are. At least to me, it feels like they are very much in sort of like a standby mode. Like I, not, not to say I know what's coming next. Um, again, the conspiratorial side of me thinks it's Kamala Harris. But <laughs> it does feel like part of the general strategy with Biden's first and possibly only term as president is to keep him in Tupperware <laughs> and only take him out when absolutely necessary. And... You know, I think part of that is to just to avoid, like, I don't, like, if Biden was, no, actually, let me phrase that. When Biden gets pressed on anything, we see him get heated. We saw him mm-hmm. snap at the uh, CNN report, Caitlin mm-hmm. Combs, uh, yes. G7 summit. So, you know, Biden just, I think part of it is they just, they need to keep Biden's answers to why things are not going well, they need to minimize that. Mm-hmm. Like to the best of their ability. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they don't want to talk about inflation because that is red meat for Biden's staunchest critics to latch onto. Um, even though they don't seem to realize that by not speaking about it, his staunchest critics are still latching exactly. onto that. But exactly. Yeah, it, I think that's part of what it is. The White House doesn't want to touch a complicated subject that will likely paint Biden in a negative light. Michael, what are your well, thoughts?
3: I think he's trying to pull one over on the American people. Like he <laughs> he knows it's gonna be beneficial to him to just keep printing off more money and more yeah. money and more money. And he also knows that it's gonna hurt Americans when, you know, every day it's gonna cost that much more for them to buy everything. But he doesn't care. And, you know, people don't realize the effects of inflation. They don't really understand what's going on. You know, when it's when it's directly through taxes, when there's a tax hike, then they can go, oh yeah, that's Biden's fault, let's blame him. But when he just prints off a bunch of money and prices just just mysteriously start to rise. Mm-hmm. They, they, he doesn't really get as much blame. So I think you know he knows what he's doing and he's going to keep doing it as long as he can get away with it.
2: Yeah. Uh, what I wrote about last week was just looking at our our national debt, twenty eight trillion dollars. Every single taxpayer uh, would have to write a check for a little over a quarter million dollars to pay off the debt. Yeah. We see an administration and a Congress. <laughs> no, no. We see an administration and a Congress that has no desire to rein in spending. Absolutely nope. yeah. not. Um, and so it's interesting to me, the thing I pointed out in my article is that, is this actually on purpose? Is mm. Biden allowing inflation to soar yes.
3: as a way to tackle the debt? Absolutely. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. absolutely what's happening. Yeah.
2: And it's just it's just crazy to me because that just wipes out people's real world income, wipes out retirement savings and all that. Uh, just because he does he wants to be the one who signed a six trillion dollar infrastructure Yeah, and and
3: you know and Milton Friedman's done a lot of good work Just kind of like breaking this down and explaining it for just everyday people who aren't economists to understand But basically this is just taxation without representation mm-hmm. like they're getting all the money they need From the people and you know, they don't have to <laughs> it's it's not with a policy or anything They're just printing off more money, and that's how it's happening so absolutely.
1: Well, one place that is not printing off money is probably your bedroom or wherever it is that you're watching this show. So, with that in mind, I was able to convince my higher ups to give you all, all of our lovely viewers, a special, special discount to subscribe to Western Journal. Uh, you can go to westernjournal.com backslash join. You can head over there, help support real journalism, guys. All jokes aside, this yes. is, is actually important to the mission we have. We want to bring you the truth, and heading to that site will help us do that. Um, So in return for heading to that link that you see on the screen there, uh, I've convinced my bosses to allow anyone who subscribes for the whole year. So if you become an annual subscriber, Uh, you basically get two months free. So you're paying for 10 months, you get two free. Uh, That is probably the opposite of inflation. That is the opposite (laughs) of what our president is trying to do to us. Uh, So with that being said, just a friendly reminder, this is WJ Live powered by the Western Journal. You can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys, and we will see you all Wednesday. Take care. guys.
3: WJ Live is a show powered by The Western Journal, a Christian conservative news site equipping readers with the truth. The Western Journal is free to read, but if you'd like to support us even further, you can subscribe to our site and receive exclusive benefits like ad-free reading, discounts on our merch at the Patriot Depot, and even an Equipping Readers with the Truth mug. Subscriptions start as low as $5 a month. To subscribe, go to westernjournal.com backslash join. Your support helps us in fighting big tech censorship across all platforms. Thank you for listening. See you next time.